Howdy, folks. Saxy Maxie here. Homies, it's time to talk about the Backdoor Cover Book Club. Y'all want to see the other nuts bets and even parlays that our Backdoor Boys bet? Have you ever wondered how these homies make up for their bad beats? Well, that's what the book club is for. By joining our Patreon for just $25 a month, you can see all the other wackadoodle bets we make on a daily basis. It's a private Discord server full of everything from Arches, CSGO, and Darts winners that'll make you sing 180 to Steve's flaming Hot Golf Picks and the Big Brain Phil Racing Picks, too. Head on over to thedgens.net or everyonehateswents.com, and you, too, can put on your reading glasses and join us in the book club. Howdy, homies, and welcome to the Backdoor Cover Podcast. My name is Saxie Maxie, and today I'm joined by a man whose spirit may be grounded, but he's flying as an American. It's Philly the Kid. Phil, how are you? Are you alive? Good morning. I am alive. I am very, very jet-lagged. So it took a small miracle to get me here this morning, but we're here. We're happy to do it. It's a race day. Things are good. Hey, love it. Love it. Have you on a race day, especially this feels, I, I don't know. I don't know what I did in a previous life to have earned having get catching you on a day like today, but I, I got to dig into everything that you've been doing over the last few days, because Phil, you've been living my personal dream uh, in Reno, Nevada. Basically, you've been uh, bowling at a high level tournament against uh, the Bill Murray's of the world from Kingpin, right? Yeah, in the very building that Big Earn McCracken was de- defeated in no. by the Rubber Man, in fact. Yeah, really? no, the bo- yeah, the bowling stadium in Reno. It was awesome, man. I mean, it's it's incredible. Uh, you know, the, this um, facility that they have it's it's like gigantic. It's huge ceilings. There's five levels inside, so you can oh when you're not bowling, you can go up the elevator to the the stadium seating, you know, five stories up and look from a different vantage point. It's just, it was awesome. The the facility, uh, second to none. The, uh, the trip, whew, it took a wild turn the last day trying to get home. Um, but the bowling went well. It was it was a, it was a fun trip. Very fun. yeah. And now you were talking about how uh, I mean, you're bowling you're bowling in this tournament. So h- how did y'all end up doing? Like, can you can you tell us how you did, or is it something that's being like posted later? What's what's the shtick? So it's it's a, a tournament that's contested from I think the beginning of May until July. So oh, it's what, what it's what they call a beat the board. So, you know, everybody bowls their singles, their doubles, the team event, and then, you know, all their nine scores are added up and that's an all events score. Um, you know, and then it's, it's just, you kind of watch the leaderboard until you get home. Um, I had a pretty good showing. So, you know, right now I'm looking at the the live leaderboard right now. And now there's mm-hmm. approximately between 10,000 and 12,000 teams that'll oh, be wow. taking, taking part. So that's between 50,000 and 60,000 individuals will be bowling in this yeah it's it's large so all the pros all the 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 guys that are sponsored by ball companies all that and then old old little me crashed the party so uh right now our team is in 170th place hey Uh, so not not too bad we left a lot out there god me and my doubles partner we are in 205th place so that that's okay uh singles i am 342nd right now Yeah. And then uh, for my all events, so all my nine scores added up, I'm in 114th place, which is the first, the first page of the leaderboard. Yeah. So hell yeah. Yeah, Phil, man. Pretty neat. Con- 
I mean, congratulations. That's amazing. That's that. That sounds like a really uh, kick-ass bowling weekend. So now you're saying this tournament is going to continue on. So are, is there any way that you can improve, or is this kind of like when uh, the uh, racing, uh, you know, like at the end of a NASCAR race, and everything is finished, and then you're just like, all right, let's hope for a DQ. Let's hope for a D. Is it, is it kind of like that? What's going on? No, I mean, there's no way to move up now that I'm okay. done. So it'll okay. only be it'll only be moving down. Uh, my all event score, I expect to get past probably once or twice a day. So I'll probably end up in the, in the 200 range. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, my, my all event score was 1935. So I, I had a series of 653, 637, 645, which, you know, on a Wednesday night at your local league, not great, but the conditions are so hard out oh, there. Yeah. I mean, they, they make them just absolutely impossible. The, the, the word on the street was uh, that this was the hardest event in the last nine or 10 years, which is oh, true because really? I've, I've, I've bowled those events and they were just, mind-numbingly hard so um you know it was 135 over i'll take it that was you know one of my my best performances to date it's going to be a very very healthy uh check so that'll be that'll be nice when that comes home oh really so this is this is uh like if, if you're in the top 200 etc for like the all event thing you're cashing checks yeah well I, I, it's going to be a check in in every division i bowled in so the oh, really? singles doubles team all events uh, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a nice check for, uh, you know, being on the first page of the leaderboard. We'll, we'll certainly take that. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Well, congratulations on all of the role. You know, I, uh, I, I did pun my way around your precarious travel situation this weekend, uh, that hinged, uh, based on my deduction, pretty much on the fact that spirit airlines was your carrier. Uh, I was, I, I was going to begin by asking you what kind of a catastrophe you put you in a situation uh, where you, you had to fly with Spirit. But I guess I should really begin by asking, uh, did you pay for this ticket or was this your first time flying? <laughs> so I guess I need to deal with the devil, you know, to to, to grab that trip because I, I used, you know, one of those third party sites. I think it was. Oh, no. dot com. Right. OK. And the first leg out there was American. And it was like uh, I had aisle seats in the exit row and everything was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It was it was couldn't pass up. And so I booked it. And then I saw that the leg coming home was Spirit Airlines. And I was like, well, that that's that's terrible news. Why have I done this? (laughs) And then, you know, I was thinking, well, you know, I can put up with with just about anything for five hours. You know, you can I I can slum it. Spirit's fine. Whatever. That'll be that'll be fine. Right. So, you know, with American you know, traveling with bowling balls, uh, wasn't a terrible thing that their baggage claim or their, uh, you know, checking the bags, not very expensive. You know, it was like 30 bucks for one bag and then it was 40 for the next. Okay. Reasonable. Yeah. It's cheaper than shipping bowling balls. We're talking, you know, 50, you know, they're overweight bags. Yeah. So it all, all's well there, you know? So, uh, you know, I'm leaving the, leaving the, uh, the hotel, I check out, have my bowling balls with me now. This is not fun to lug around, you know. Um, no, it's not. And how, and how many balls did you have with you? Because I know you, you've mentioned before that you uh, used to have like what is it, fourteen of them rolling around in the back in the of trunk, uh, yeah. your Velocer? Yeah, but I, I I only took six. You know, two three ball bags. Okay. Yeah. So modest, very modest uh, haul. That, that's <laughs> it. So uh, you know, I, I get to Spirit, I go to check them in, and it's three hundred and eighty eight dollars to check these bags. So it's like, it's like more than the cost of the flight. Correct. Yeah. So I was like, boy, that's, that's terrible. So I, I, I I grabbed an Uber back from the airport, back to the bowling stadium and they have what's what's called bowling ball express. You can ship your balls through the mail, send them home, you know, and it was, so I did that. It was 125 bucks. Good deal. Save 200 easy. Save. Yeah. 
And then, um, you know, I'm just checking my flight and it's delayed. It was delayed for two and a half hours, which made me miss my connecting as well. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just watch bowling for a while. So I'm sitting there with my pal who's still out there. We didn't travel together. It just was happenstance. He was out there. He and his, his lovely uh, girlfriend. And um, uh, so we're watching and it, you know, an hour and a half, two hours goes by. I go to check my, my flight again. Now it's canceled, canceled flight. So, you know, um, kind of kind of left me in jail. I, I had no yeah. options at that point. So, uh, you know, I argue with spirit. They told me that to, to sleep on the street or find a, a park bench and that would be fine for the night. Um, and that they didn't have anything the next day to get me home. So, uh, they had yeah. nothing the next day even to get you home. Correct. Correct. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I went ahead and I, I booked with American and, uh, they got me home safe. It was weird, you know, Phoenix to Denver to Philly. I didn't know if I was getting closer to home or further away on the first two legs of those. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I spent a lot of time in airports yesterday. My pal oh, uh, got me a comp room at a at a hotel, so I was able to at least sleep in a bed and not a park bench like Spirit had uh, suggested. And, um, you know, I, I got refunded for the, the trip, and I, I threatened Spirit with my team of backdoor cover network lawyers. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see how that turns out. I, I can't wait, and hopefully hopefully the refund comes at some point. But, boy, it was it was quite a 36 hours. Yeah, that sounds absolutely brutal. Uh, now, uh, you know, in my one and only experience with Flying Spirit, it did feel like uh, they were substantially cheaper to begin with until they essentially nickel and dime you for everything from, like, adding ice to your water to, like, your seatbelt or, like, your reclining chair or air. Things like that. So yeah, if you like, want to breathe on this plane, it's going right. to cost you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like it's it's one of those situations, which is really brutal. I uh, I I learned my lesson to not fly on carriers that hurt me in such a way. And but you know you, you were you're in a tough position because were you booking kind of late as well, or was this kind of more like a deal with the devil? You're just like, listen, I'm biting the bullet. I know it's only it's only two flights that I'll be on Spirit. It's only two flights. I can I can survive that as like as long as the plane takes off, there can't be any problems. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was um it, it the, the flight out was so appealing, you know? I was like yeah. I can deal with it. I can deal with spirit. Yeah. It'll be fine. And there was we had some adventure on the the flight out in fact. So, uh we were in Phoenix and grabbing the the last leg to Reno. I guess Reno is just like a like a minor hub. There's not a lot of direct flights to and fro. Oh, really? It's it's all you have to go somewhere else to to get where you're going. Um so we were sitting on the uh, tarmac in Phoenix. And actually my, my doubles partner happened to be in the airport at Phoenix. So we, we were on that flight together and, um, there was a lot of, uh, you could hear like supersized drills going at it underneath while we were sitting on the tarmac. And, um, uh, then the, the pilot comes on and he's like, Hey, we're experiencing a minor delay. Uh, there was a little bit of maintenance we had to do and we've lost the mechanic. He he's gone. We don't know where he is. Uh, we'll get back to you as soon as we find him. So uh, we ended up being on the tarmac for about two hours. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Heading, heading to Reno, which was fine because I had the big seat and it was, you know, it was in the aisle. Yeah. We had the, yeah. the, the, the movies going and stuff. So it gets to the time to land, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of turbulence. There was some, some wind and, and stuff okay. going on in Reno. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, my, my thought was it kind of sounded like those things were coming from the uh, landing gear. You know, oh, how's no. this, how's this going to work? I thought these, these are all the, the, you know, brushes with death you have right. in your mind when you're, yeah. you're landing a plane right. turbulence. So we come in hot 
<laughs> one side of the plane hits down clear thud. So it, it, you know, we're on one wheel at this moment and I'm counting in my head how long it's going to take for that, that other wheel to go ahead and hit the ground. And it was probably three or four seconds before it, no. it like jammed down. And I was like, this thing is going to turn over. I look out the window and we're, we're slanted. Like we're still in the, you know, still in the air. I was like, we've, <laughs> what a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly oh my like God. That. So, oh my um, God. <laughs> But we got there safe and sound. But good. Holy grief. shit! Wow, that's okay. This was this was like a true like like painful experience. It feels like for you, Phil. I'm I'm really I'm really sorry that this was such a traumatic flight experience. Maybe have you thought about maybe taking a train next time? Yeah, I, I honestly thought about taking a train out there until I saw it was like a three day a three day thing. I always thought like extended train travel would be pretty cool. I'd I'd like to give it a shot, but oh, yeah. not when I not when I have a tight schedule. Yeah, the thing is you can only go to so many destinations uh, with the train that are, like, you know, directly on your route. Like, Correct. It, it, like, for me, like, I could take a nice vacation to Winter Park, Colorado. Like, I could take I could take a nice vacation to, like, I don't know, maybe Lincoln, Nebraska. Like, mm. something like that. Those are some places that are probably, like, the next rail stop over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's actually the, the, the biggest disappointment of my trip was I was in Denver, Colorado for uh. – 36 minutes and i didn't even get, i didn't even get to see you you know see, i looked out the window i was gonna like hold it up to the glass well and if I if i'd known you had, you'd been there i would have paid 25 dollars to hop on a spirit flight out to god knows where <laughs> and uh just you know run through security and say hi to you buy, buy you a drink in the airport if if i knew i was gonna be there i would have <laughs> made other arrangements i it was it was wild yeah, yeah that's hilarious that's it well you know you always know that we can do a live sunday show here single camera live show in this the uh the swanky studio whenever you feel like it so next time you're traveling through you know we'll book in a date we'll uh you know it, we'll, we'll do it all as one-way tickets or something like that so you can be uh super cheap in it uh and and we can we can really uh scam you know those the the more legit airlines yeah yep i mean we, there, there's no unit shaming here you know so the, oh, no. the, the spirit the spirit airlines savings turned out not to be worth it uh but it was a it was a good idea at the time i thought uh but here we are saxy we're, we're safe and sound we're in the, back in the northeast back in my little barber's chair in my basement hey happy to happy to be home Love it. I'm so I'm so glad to have you here. Well, y'all know every Sunday I check in with the backdoor gents about how their week's been going, what they're seeing, what they're looking to do in the next week, and what they like today. So, Phil, I want to dig in with you uh, to uh, some of this bowling stuff that we've been talking about in the book club because now, finally, we have gambling on bowling. It is it is in the book club. Uh, Steve went four and one on matchups overall, cashing just over two and a half units this entire weekend as a whole. Um, and I, I just have some questions on betting on bowling. Like, first off, where uh, I know for you, uh, and this is something that is kind of a problem for a lot of folks, is it is pretty limited uh, with regards to where you can actually bet on this. So, uh, Phil, do you, are you aware of, like, the different places where you can go to? Look, I know Bet Rivers offers some things, but um, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of this is on Fox. So I would imagine that even with that super high, nearly 5% VIG, Fox Bet may start offering some of these odds just to, like, kind of, you know, entice people in, right? Yeah, Fox Bet was, I think... And it pains me to say, I think they were first to market to be able to bet on bowling. They, they were the they were the trendsetters there. Uh, but Bet Rivers offers a more fair market and uh, a lot more options actually. So they they'll have the outrights and they actually have head to heads. Uh, so last week's uh, or the event we were betting on with Steve was mm -hmm. a, a, the the Holman Marshall Holman something Mark Roth doubles event, I believe. So. Um, head, head to head, head. And so they had, uh, you know, doubles teams head to head, which was pretty cool. And I, I saw yeah. he went four and one in those. And 
I would have if I could have bet them myself, but being out of town, I, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't. But he he was on the right side the whole way. Um, so you know, Steve found the value. We've got data for it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, we're both subscribed to Flow Bowling, and so we can get all the mm-hmm. the live updates as well as um, you can look up historical data if you know where to go. Uh, but you know, these these tournaments are. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like golf, you know, the, the lanes all look the same, you know, right. it, it, it to, to the naked eye, but the oil patterns they put down, they can make them, you know, 44 feet and then they can mess with the volume and mm-hmm. the width. Uh, you can make them shorter, longer. And so, you know, Steve and I actually have a pretty good uh, hand on the pulse of these guys. We, we know a lot of them personally. Mm-hmm. We know what, what their strengths are, uh, what patterns they like, what patterns they don't. Um, yeah. Even, even different bowling ball manufacturers, um, you know, with, with their range of equipment can match up better than, than other guys as well. So um, it's kind of like, you know, there's motive bowling and storm in Brunswick. It's kind of like Titleist and Callaway and, and all mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So uh, it, it really lends itself to a golf way of thinking. Um, it. So it, it's, it's great, man. I, I love that we now have another out so we don't have to tout Fox bet and we can go to rivers and they mm-hmm. can take our action. And rivers is a reputable uh, sports book. So yes, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not a nearly five percent big book. We love it. We we love we we, we love those places. We do <laughs> that aren't like that. Well, you you had been talking actually. Uh, you you touched on so much in that last response that I kind of want to go back just into some little things here. So the stats for this, what do they look like? Are you looking at, for instance, player with a specific ball on a specific pattern, things like that kind of a thing, or are you kind of playing off what you know personally about some of these folks, like you know? consistently likes playing on this pattern finds success in blank pattern kind of a thing and you know like you know the last couple of weeks this ball has been rolling well or like you know recency kind of with some of that equipment stuff in there yeah so i mean you can there's a guy ej tackett he's like the the hottest dude on the planet right now i think he's won a ton of majors a a ton of stops this year i mean he's probably going to be player of the year very easy he 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 bowls for motive he's he's their he's their guy um, motive doesn't make a lot of great bowling balls. No, oh, no, no offense to those guys. They're great. They're American made. Awesome. They, yeah. they have one classic, the venom shock, which is a purple ball. And it's been out for, I don't know, five or seven years or so. Yeah. And it is EJ Tackett's like number one weapon. Got but it. usually when he gets on TV, the reps want him to throw their newest and greatest thing. So you can kind of play those sort of sort of angles. Oh but, no! Yes, but you know, so it's it's like he's not throwing what he what he wants. Who knows? But um, you know, there's other patterns where like the left side is a lot better than the right side, mm-hmm. and so you'll you'll get guys like Jake Butra for um, uh, Jesper, and you know when they could play the gutter straight up with like a pitch black urethane, there's mm-hmm. nobody in the world that can beat them on the right hand side. So. Um, you know, there's, there's different ways you can look at it. We can look at the data. I don't think the data tracks what ball that's sort of just got to be an eye test, but the Mm. patterns for sure that when there's certain things that these players can do, uh, like when Jesper Spenson can, can play straight up the the gutter on the left-hand side, he's a two hander, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's nobody that can touch it. So you just gotta, you know, gotta, gotta know what's going on. And, uh, and Steve is fantastic at it. 
Oh, hell yeah. Well, and, you know, I just have a couple more questions about this, because given this is an emerging market, uh, it looks like there's a lot of favorites that were uh, being bet on and were cashing. Uh, do you think that's a trend that's going to continue here, just because the books are still kind of like trying to figure out how they dip their toe in and uh, expose themselves to risk here? Or do you think uh, they're going to catch up and start trying to entice you a little bit more to that other side, trying to find some uh, some of those plus lines and things like that? Because it just feels, generally speaking, like the way that they are handicapping this, it's putting you in a position where you just kind of, you know, put put out the, uh, you know, one and a quarter units and take back your single, you know? Yeah, I mean, there are some, uh, like, elite players. There are probably, mm-hmm. I don't know, 20, 24 guys that are yeah. just head and shoulders above the rest. Um, you will get guys that will crash the party, like, uh, um, you know, a local guy, Mike Martell. He's a lefty, um, made his first TV show and finished second at the Masters. So, uh-huh. um, you know, he's a guy from North Jersey that, that – you know, Steve and I both know and have, have bowled with, and uh, you probably could have got super long odds for him to to make a yeah. uh, you make it through the qualifying qualifying block, let alone the TV show. Um, but so so you know there will be value later down the board, but but guys like you know Jason Belmonte and, and Bill O'Neill, EJ Tackett, uh, Jacob Buttruff, those guys are mainstays. Kyle Troop, I mean, people that that aren't really familiar with the sport are familiar with them because they're on TV all the time. So, oh yeah, you know, the, the sport is better when, when Kyle Troop is on TV, cause he's got the big fro and the crazy right. pants and, you and know, a great stylist. Exactly. Great, yeah. Great stylist. But yeah. Yeah. So there, there are certainly elite players that have, mm-hmm. you know, seen every oil pattern, had success on everything. One majors. I mean, those are guys like, like, you know, well, Jason Bomane has been mm-hmm. compared to Tiger Woods. I mean, the, the guy has won everything three or four times. I mean, he's just incredible. So if he's in the mix, you know, he's a tough out and that's probably why he's a favorite. And uh, that, that might be good money placed on the favorite. Right. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Jason Belmonte, for those who are not familiar necessarily in the world of bowling, was he one of the first folks to be thrown two handed that kind of like brought that probably more into uh I, I guess a commonplace because it felt like that was that that kind of changed about maybe what 15 years ago 10 years ago folks started kind of throwing it two-handed versus the traditional just like single hand you know right? yeah he he was he was the guy that popularized that method and you know kudos to him I mean he right. has he has changed the game of bowling forever I believe it's a little bit of an advantage these two-handed mm. players have uh, so it's it's tough going into a fair fight, um, you know. When I, I'm just a one-handed guy against the right. the, the two-handed, they they're much more stable. They can get more on the ball. They can do they can power through oil patterns more so than I can, where I, yeah. I have to be more um, uh, more finesse, I guess, than power. Yeah. So, uh, but Belmo has revolutionized the game. He's an awesome guy. So just really really nice, great to the fans. He'll sign autographs, take pictures, and just just a great guy. So, uh, but yeah, he has absolutely changed the game. Now you'll see all these college players and the, the, the new guys on tour. A lot of them are two handed. Mm-hmm. He's making some of the PBA 50 guys. Some of the, the, the older guys switch to two handed, which, Oh man. Yeah. Like, so, so Walter Ray Williams jr. Is the all time winningest player of mm-hmm. all time. And sometimes when he gets jammed up, he'll throw two handed in his really, points, which is, which is insane. Oh, you know, man. that, that, that he had that much of an effect on the game, but here we are. Well, does he then kind of fall into the Mount Rushmore of uh, of bowlers? I mean, like if if you if we were to talk about the pantheon of bowling and the Mount Rushmore of bowlers, is he on there? Because I mean, you can't tell the story of the sport without him, right? Exactly. Yeah, he's a he's a first rounder. 
for first oh, yeah. ballot Mount Rushmore guy. Um, not not just because he's won everything and and you know won twenty majors, but because he has had such an effect on the sport and it'll be lasting. I mean, it's not just right now while he's doing it; it's forever. I mean, two handed is the way of the future, unfortunately, and you know um, that, that that's what we're going to be seeing on TV probably for the next thirty years. Is because. You know, there's not a third hand. You can't get a third hand in there. Uh, well, so, yeah, I think I think we've got the most hands on a bowling ball we can have, and uh, and that's it. So, are feet allowed? Are feet yeah. allowed? Is there? Uh, <laughs> not, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, he he he, he did it. He well, did it. I love it. I, I I love it. It's 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 so interesting to dig into this, talk about the history of this. I have a, a little book. We're gonna have to talk about this off air, but this is uh, Bowling Stars of 1989. Oh, it is a hand drawn book. Of How about just- that? Yeah, this is check this thing out. This is for for those who are visually watching this medium. It is uh, it's pretty hilarious. It's it's really well done. It's that, that is what is that a coloring book? No, this it's just a book that I found. It just says Bowling Stars of 1989, and it's like not published or any. It's it's literally just like someone. Let's see, that, drawings by Chris Pernula. Chris Pernula at yahoo.com. Go dox that guy. How about it? Um, yeah, I, I was hoping while you were flipping the pages, I'd see my man in there, my my doubles partner, Sam Macaron. He won uh, three titles, I believe, in 1988 or so, something like that. So I thought he might might be in there with his his Jerry curl. I'll you know I'll uh, I'll I'll go back in here and try and try and uh, get here as far as I can. I mean, here is is this not uh, Kyle Troop's dad right here? That is Kyle Troop's dad, Guppy. There, there he, it is. Yeah, I mean, talk about a, a good pant game on that guy. He uh, <laughs> he 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 started that fashion statement, and Kyle's taking it to a whole new level. He hands it down. You know, uh, pants recognizes pants, and it lives in the family. It, st- it stays in the family. Pants right. recognize pants. All right, here we go. Uh, well, if y'all want to see some of these bowl, uh, these bowling lines and unbelievably sharp other bits that we got, you can do so by joining us in the book club. The book club is our private Discord server, chock full of bets, memes, other sports-related stuff. Uh, quick shout-out to the new homies on the server. We got Gman14 and Edward B. Now, if you want to check out the book club like these classy folks, we'll give you three days for free just to try it out. After that, it's only 25 bucks a month. In addition to having a team of homies to watch and sweat through all of the major sports and bowling with, we've got all kinds of sharp homies uh, who are a part of the crew that add beauty and vibrancy. Uh, just like Lord, who posted an amazing story of a man who was friend-zoned basically to death earlier this week. That was a brutal Oof, read. Just that, yeah. was, that was tough. You know, everyone – there's a point in time when everyone's kind of at that point in their life where they 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 – Put themselves in that position. They they really are simping hard. You you learn fast not to do that. No more. No more. Give it up, folks. Here's what we do. Uh, if you want to join us, head on over to backdoorcover.org or everyonehateswince.com, and you can put on your gambling goggles and join us in the book club. Now, uh, Phil, before we get too much further, I would be remiss if I didn't wish my mom, your mom, my sister, any other mothers that you know in the world, uh, a happy Mother's Day today. Uh, Phil, I, I, we've said this before on the Sunday show, but if this is the first you're hearing of this, you're too late. You're too late. It's, it's, too, it's too late. Now, Phil, you're out of town. So how did you deal with this uh, Mother's Day situation? Was it a matter of uh, just mailing flowers, 100 flowers? Well, now that I'm home, I'm, I'm taking over the, uh, the, the flowers and the, the card over to, nice. to Mama Dukes. Uh, funny story about that, though. Last Sunday, I thought was Mother's Day, so oh, I, I you're ready. Yeah, so I hit hit my mom with the uh, you know the 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 long text uh, in the morning, you know the, the Happy Mother's Day, the the touching the touching artistry Aww. text that I had, and she's like, Hey, thanks, 
uh, but but go ahead and that's it's next Sunday. I was like, oh crap! So here we are. Uh, so now I have to top that. So I'm taking over flowers and a card later. So we'll uh, we'll we'll take care of it. But yeah, happy happy Mother's Day to everybody yeah. that's out there. Your your mom's bridge club, all those ladies. I'm I'm sure. Are oh, wonderful. you know it. So uh, just every anybody that's out there that's a mom. Thank you for all that you do. Exactly. And thank you uh, to your mom for putting your beautiful gambling brain on this earth. We love it. We, we love this. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if she's she's happy about that or if it makes her sad every night. I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, really? Oh, really? You're just living in sin deeply here. And it's so so it's so brutal for her. Well, let's uh, let's sit a little bit here, Phil, and let's talk about uh, some of those bets that are going to disappoint both of our moms. Or yeah. maybe make them happy if we if we can afford to buy them, uh, you know, some ni- some nicer flowers afterwards. Bingo, bingo. Um, yeah. Made a little money on the craps table. Um, Ooh, you know this this week. So oh, so you got a little nice. Yeah, I I actually had never played craps before in, until fun, right? yeah. So you know, I I started out on the pie gal table and okay. had never played pie gal. Okay. you know, in my life and mm-hmm. went on an absolute cooler. Uh, Abby the dealer, <laughs> just just an awful awful. Took human your money. Being. Yeah, just heartless i don't even know what it's like to win a hand in pie gal because I, I haven't done that yet she, oh my god she didn't let that happen um you know so then we went over and watched my pal play some blackjack and all the while this craps table behind us was going nuts so they're screaming and laughing and cheering i was like wow they're on a heater over there yeah how do i go cool that down so having talked to arch before i uh-huh. knew that there was a way to bet against the table oh yeah also that that is you know a one-way ticket to being cursed at a lot oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. it's it, people hate it did did yeah. you go there and then cool the table off and make all the money so here's what happened so oh my I was, god i was talking to my buddy there and i was like you know and i've never played before so i I'd, mm-hmm. I'd never walked up to a table or anything so yeah. you know i was like hey dan what, what do i do here how do i bet against everybody where's the don't pass line i want to oh make god. it look like you know i know what i'm doing so he, he he gave me my script and all that so i went over to the table I found the don't pass line, threw a hundred bucks on it. And, uh, you know, people were like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah. You know? And then they started cussing at me and calling me names and blah, blah, oh, blah, yeah. blah. And then, and then that hit. So, yep. um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. That's amazing. That's yeah. great. I, I, I'm proud of you for, for basically doing what Arch, his, his major thing, which is, you know, whatever's going to piss the most people off. You want that to happen. You want that to happen. You and you can literally go and gamble on that at at uh, at the craps table. It's great. It, I, I was like, well, you know, what what does the casino need to happen right here? Right. That they needed that, that to happen. That, yeah. That's that's what it, what it was. So, oh you know, and God. then we we so we turned the hundred into two hundred. Okay. Walked to the roulette table right behind it. Oh my God. Put a hundred on black, a hundred on second twelve, and then black seventeen came out. One roll. So we turned the hundo into five hundo. Oh cash God. out. I had my rally cap on at this point. Hell yeah. Out of the casino. Done. There you, oh man, you you just called that fast. You're out. Yeah, it was like 2 minutes. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. that's all the time you spent in the casino the entire time you were there. You just cash 500 bucks in like 5 minutes and you're out? Uh no, I you know, of course I I gave some back at a later date, but I was <laughs> right. I was, you know, But that day, that day, that day was a heater. Yeah. Hell but, yeah, man. Yeah. So, but so now I, I didn't give it all back. I've got some money to go. make some bets today. If if you're interested, right. I would love to hear some. So, and I, I know you were saying that you may have some uh, cup ads. Uh, so, so give it to me. I, I'm ready for whatever you got today, Phil. All right. Well, first things first. Didn't get to do an XFL show or a USFL show mm-hmm. uh, with with Kyle. That that made me really sad. Oh. Um, the free money I thought that was on the table with 
uh, the DC defenders being six and a half point favorites yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they went ahead and lost by 15 to the Arlington Renegades in the championship oh, game, man. which, and that, that was that game that the Renegades won mm-hmm. got them back to 500 on the year. They were five and six. Oh, wow. That made them six and six. And they're your XFL champions. Season's wow. over. Wow. It, took, it, it took two playoff wins to make it into the 500 to, to just hit the black, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. There oh, you go. Oh, my God. Bob Stoops, you crazy bastard. That, wow. That's one way to do it. But today we've got the USFL, and I'm yeah. on both of these games. I like Love it. Yeah. So I like the Philadelphia Stars. They are getting seven over the New Jersey Generals. Finally, the bookmakers have corrected things on this Stars team. They, they were the loser in the championship game last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so recency bias, they've been small favorites every week. Uh, mm-hmm. But they haven't been very good. No. I think, though – uh, this team has a lot of continuity, a lot of pieces back from last year. I do trust in their coach, Bart Andrus. I think Case Cookus is going to get it figured out today. Uh, and they're seven-point dogs. So the Generals are a good team, um, but the the Stars getting seven. They're, they're playing inside of the Detroit Lions uh, dome. So, wow. you know, they're, they're kind of a wide-open offense. When you're in a dome, advantage Stars. I think they'll be able to run their offense, and and that feels good. So we're we're getting seven over at Bet three sixty five. Oh man, that's great! Get, get, getting a full touchdown there. You know, uh, so I, uh, how much or how common is it the going for more than one the uh, single point after uh, the touchdown in the USFL? I remember in the XFL, felt like ever almost everyone was just going for two all the time, unless it from a mathematical standpoint they kind of needed to go for three. Um, right, and, and basically nobody ever went for one. Is that? Is it a little bit different in the USFL? Is it, is it a little bit more straight ahead, if you will? It, it resembles a lot more uh, like what you're used to seeing in the NFL. Um, it. It, it, it's, it's good football, honestly, okay. and, but, but a lot of the strategies are the same. There are some rule changes, but, yeah, you're, you're going to see one after the, the, the point after touchdown a lot more often than in the XFL. The XFL, I don't think that there was any kicking whatsoever no, after no, the no. touchdowns. It was just yeah. one, two, or three. Exactly. Um, yeah. So a lot of twos, a lot of threes there, unless, like you said, it made sense to go for one. But uh, yeah, here you're going to see a lot of kicks unless a team is, you know, on the comeback trail. Exactly. Okay. All right. I, well, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And you were saying, I, I or it seemed like over the last couple of weeks, the Philadelphia Stars have been a pain a, a pain point a little bit for you because I know that that is your squad. You love your Case Cookus out there. Um, I, I think that you're on the right side of them today. I, I look forward to seeing this matchup. And uh, is, is Philly are are they kind of the bottom dregs right now of right the now. USFL? Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, right, right. it's it's crazy. In fact, uh, the last show that we did, so I guess it was two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I had bet on the stars, and I said, "Well, I need just one more humiliating humiliating loss right. to stop betting on these guys." Well, got I, the humiliating loss, but um, I'm not going to stop betting on them because that's no. just that's just how I roll. That Listen. was a threat. I didn't mean. So now I, I'm, you know, the bookmakers are forcing my hand. Give me the full touchdown. I'll, I'll take it. There we go. Love it. Let's let's get those Philadelphia Stars. All right. Uh, and you said you were on the other game as well. What's what's going on there? I am taking the New Orleans Breakers minus seven over at DraftKings over the Memphis Showboats. Uh, I don't know if you you've read my little my little thing there under the oh, handle. Yeah, I know. You, yeah, I know that you are the McLeod Bethel Thompson man crush club leader. I am, and uh, you know he's in action again today. And oh. boy, they have been awesome. Like the surprise of the league. Last year they were they were sort of a um, you know a one trick pony. Their defense was what they relied on. McLeod Bethel Thompson, he was the the CFL uh, champion 
uh, quarterback last year. So this kid has, well, he's not really a kid. He's like 35 or something, but he's got some pedigree. Um, and it's, it's, it's a wide open offense that they run as well. It's, it's fun. Um, so I, I really like that the breakers have put the ball in this guy's hands and said, Hey, we'll, we'll go as far as you take us. They still play pretty, pretty good defense. Seven is a, a lot, you know, in the USFL. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I like them. The, the showboats are, are not very good. And I just, I really think McLeod Bethel Thompson will just, just light up this showboats defense. Easy for me. I'm laying the seven. There we go. Love it. Love it. I, and you know what? This spring football is a lot of fun. What's here's, Here's the thing. It always feels like spring football is a place for a lot of these players to try and get caught into a, an NFL. Um, now, obviously, the USFL uh, kind of quality of play is truly a lot higher than that of the XFL. So with that in mind, do you feel like a lot of these USFL players are going to be stepping up to the NFL or moving to practice squads, that kind of a thing? And how does that affect their time in the USFL? Like, for instance, next season, if they're to hook into an NFL team, obviously, they're probably not going to double up and play, you know, both uh, USFL and NFL ball, right? Right. Um, I mean, we saw that a lot last year with the USFL. There was a mm-hmm. lot of guys that that did make practice squads. Um, even a guy like Kevante Turpin made the yeah. Pro Bowl in the NFL after, you know, just being sort of a, a Swiss Army knife, um, you know, in, in this spring league. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think the opportunity is there, but you, you really have to be head and shoulders above the rest. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you'll you'll see guys that, you know, that will get picked up at some point and get a shot. And if they impress in, in practice, you know, on the practice squad, you know, we might see them on Sundays, who knows, but yeah. uh, it is, I think the USFL is the better feeder league for the NFL, even though the XFL has designed itself to be that feeder league. I, I just don't mm-hmm. think it quite worked out that way. So um, another thing I, I would imagine is we saw a lot of the USFL guys go to the XFL Mm. Um, you know, and mostly quarterbacks and stuff. I don't think we'll see that after this season. I really, I really don't. I, I think we'll see a lot more continuity in both leagues without guys going from one to the other. So, um, or it might be a mass exodus from the XFL back into the USFL. Mm. I think the pay is better in the USFL as well. So, uh, you know, when I was looking at it, it felt like they were pretty close to one another. The XFL gave you more opportunities to get paid more if you were on a championship winning team. So a correct. team that was under 500. Uh, <laughs> basically, all righty, uh, let's move on here and, uh, get to some other stuff. Do you have, do you have some racing ads you wanted to get at today? What, what else, what else do you got for, uh, for, for the beautiful listeners? Yeah, this is, this is fresh off the press here. This Ooh. is a, a, a fresh, Ooh. um, text from Steve and it's one of those ones where you kind of have to scroll. It takes up a lot of the screen. So, um, I'll just run them down. I don't know what any of the, the thought process is behind okay. this on some, um, but it looks like it's going to be a lot in the the matchup department. So Ooh. go ahead and bust out your your ballpoint pen and paper, and, yep. and let's let's knock these out. So um, we're going William Byron over Tyler Reddick. That is minus one twelve over at Fanduel, and then uh, Chase Elliott over Kevin Harvick at Fanduel as well. Ross Chastain over Tyler Reddick minus one hundred nine. Bet Rivers. I can certainly talk about that one. Uh, Eric Almarola plus one thirteen. Over Austin Dillon, Bet Rivers. This should be all the new stuff here. Bubba Wallace over Brad K plus one hundred five at DraftKings. Bubba uh, put this thing in second, so he's he's starting on the front row today. Uh, so you know, grabbing plus money there. The Toyotas have been fast on these mile and a halfs. Mm. Uh, we saw that last week with with Denny Hamlin 
walking down and subsequently wrecking Kyle Larson on the last <laughs> lap, which ruined <sighs> things in my house and yeah. also in the book club. Uh, but the Toyotas have been fast, which is the, the moral of the story here. Uh, Ross Chastain over Joey Logano. Ross is a rocket ship. He is second rated in our, our power rating uh, this week. And Logano and his Penske teammates have sort of missed the last few weeks. So that, that feels like a cut up there. Uh, Christopher Bell, another Toyota play over Joey Logano as well. Daniel Suarez, who is Ross Chastain's teammate, qualified, I believe, in sixth. So they have they both have speed. And we're taking him over Brad Kozlowski on Rivers. And then it looks like we're going for a triple fade here, taking Kevin Harvick over Joey Logano. So uh, we're hoping, I guess we're hoping that number 22 has a very short day. And uh, looks like finally a group bet. We're taking Bubba over Kozlowski, Suarez, and Barry, plus 200 over at FanDuel. Um, and that is the the racing additions, plus what we've got in the book club already. Oh, man. That's a lot. I'm, I'm Right now, I'm trying to pull up as much as I can, try and hop on some of this, wherever, where, whatever I can find that I caught from you here. There's, I, I love it. I'm, obviously, all of this is going to be written down. You can find Correct. it in the book club. So if you want to go find those amazing lines, just head over to everyonehateswins.com. Uh, and you can get some of those as well. Uh, Phil, you got some other stuff here today. Is that is that is that the uh, is that all the bets from you this morning? Well, I mean, it might be the the only well thought out bets. Um, okay, but we've we've got our Philadelphia 76ers, uh-huh. which I'm rocking hoodie game Love seven it. today in Boston. I am not sure, Saxy, how I'm going to be able to avoid betting on the Sixers. I think I'm just doing it. I think I'm just grabbing the six and a half, and I think I'm just going to grab the money line because. It's game seven, you know? So oh, yeah. I, I may not get another chance. What do you, you got? I mean, give me give me an unbiased opinion. What are you doing? Oh, uh, I mean, obviously I'm betting on this one. I have this one way closer than six. I have I have this within a point. I have this within uh like point one point according Ooh. to according to everything. So I have this really effing close. Let's let's call it overtime. Uh, let's although I'm not hoping for overtime because I have a bet that's gonna make me sick, which is very much what are Arch you, wants. Are you going under? I am going under. This is insane. Under on a 201. Under on a 201. It's Listen, rest-based model, Costanza says that's what we got to do. This might be the last hurrah for that Costanza because this is far off. I, I'm projecting this game 25 points off where this is. Ooh. And so we're like, yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. And so uh, and what I've learned over the last week is that this would otherwise be a stay-away game for me. However... I'm 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 getting down with the sickness this morning, and we're, we're hopping on the under. It was it was a nuts last game that was just super low scoring. I think that both of these teams do have the propensity to let that out, and the fact that the Vegas line is so off from what I mean, other games in this series, there's only one game that's gone to overtime. Otherwise, in this uh, the, the previous six games between these two teams in this uh, in the playoffs, and over uh, all of the other games, everything has been well above 15 points over this number. So it's. It just seems so fishy that it's so fucking low. I'm hopping on the under. I, I agree. And, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, it's going to be tough for me to stay off the Sixers money line. Oh, yeah. So, listen, I've spent $100 in a lot worse ways. This, this is a kind of a win-win. If they yeah. win, season moves on. We get more yep. Sixers action. There if they lose, am I paying $100 to see Doc Rivers shipped out of town? You betcha. You know? So, it's kind Ooh. of a win-win. You know? Because – there's no way he keeps his job if they lose today. Zero percent chance. 
You know, it's funny how these uh, these coaches can bring a team to like you know uh, the conference semifinals or something like that in the playoffs, and then be like full on heave hoed out of it after that. Like that's it's 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 funny how that works. You feel like in the NFL, like if a coach is able to coach a team to like the conference semifinal round, it's like okay, this guy's gonna stick around. This this guy's got some legs. Yeah, I I hope that. If the Sixers lose, the Doc has to fly Spirit Airlines oh to my wherever wherever he is is calling home these days. Uh, wow. Ship him out of town. I'm <laughs> done with Doc. I'm done with Doc if they win the championship. I'm I, I just am. I, the the guy is an awful awful basketball coach. Well, and his let's be honest here. He's got he he's got a very difficult voice to work with. I would I would imagine. So having to hear that on a daily basis can't necessarily also help you know your mental stability. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but so anyway, that that's how I've rationalized betting there this game, even as such a big Love Sixers it. fan. It's a win-win. We either move on, get some more basketball, or Doc Rivers, you're out. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to hear how or just to watch this one go down. Hopefully, it's a defensive struggle that the 76ers just blast uh the Celtics out of the water with. That's 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 what that's what I'm hoping for. Me too, for man. You. Me too. All righty. Do you have any other picks you want to get to this morning? Now that that's really all I've got so far. Hell I've been yeah. I've been a little out of the loop. It is difficult to gamble in Nevada. I'll tell you what. What? Uh, what? Yeah. It's difficult to gamble in Nevada. It is. They don't have nearly the player props that that you know I've grown accustomed to here in in New Jersey. Mm. Um, it, it's tough to to shop because if uh, you know if you are going to use a mobile app, you have to go to the physical brick and mortar location to open it up. Oh my um, God. Yeah. So it's not like you can just shop around and have 10 books on your phone. Like I do when I'm in New Jersey, right. you, you're just kind of stuck with what you got. So I bet a lot of sides at the sports book had yeah. some success and mm. it was, it was great because it was a Caesar sports book. So oh. a, a book that I'm not allowed to play at, um, you know, every time I got to the window, they're like, do you want to open a player's card? I'm like, no, because I don't want you to know my name. I, exactly. I yeah. Yeah. You, you will quit taking my money if I tell you who I am. Yeah. yeah you, you, you will not let me play at your store anymore. Uh, so here we are. But yeah, that, that it, it, I'm just happy to be home on a Sunday where there's a lot of action. Hell yeah. Well, we have all kinds of action this Sunday. We'll have, we'll, I'm sure we'll be popping off in the book club. We got all kinds of good stuff. Happy Mother's Day out there. But listen, that's all we got for you this morning. So you can follow us on the podcast on our Instagram page at backdoor.bets or on our Twitter, at BackdoorCN, where we've got all kinds of small sneak peeks of the book club throughout the week. You can join the book club at EveryoneHatesWins.com. Follow us on Twitch at BackdoorBets, where we're live right now. And until next week, you stay classy, muchachos. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be liable for damages related to its contents. Kyle's 76ers, stop your feet. Everybody, oh, Philadelphia.